Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode, we have a homily for Sunday, January 16th, 2022, which is the second Sunday in the season of Epiphany. Before we get into the homily, let's hear a reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Paul writes, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, Let Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one individually, just as the Spirit chooses. The Word of the Lord. May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone. The other day I sat in the car, taking my foot off the brake and inching forward at what seemed like a snail's pace. I sat listening to talk radio and doing my best impersonation of a patient person. The radio host was interviewing a lifestyle expert who was giving advice about how to get the new year off to a good start. He commented that the changing calendar year is a natural time to pause, take stock, and to think about the year ahead. He rightly commented that this kind of self-evaluation should not be something that's only done once a year at New Year's. Much like going on a road trip or driving through an unfamiliar area, he emphasized the importance of taking time to compare where we are with where we want to be. Do we have enough fuel to get where we're going? Do I need to pull over for a rest stop or to have something to eat or drink? Are we still heading in the right direction, or have we drifted off course a little bit? That day as I sat in traffic, that radio interview focused primarily on things like career, finances, physical health, and to some extent on our relationships. A reading from Paul's letter to the Corinthians for today reminds us that the need to take stock and evaluate also applies to our spiritual lives. Paul opens this section of his letter by expressing concern for the well-being of the Christians in Corinth. He writes about a former time when his audience had been led astray to belief in counterfeit gods. 
He goes on to write about a variety of gifts that God gives to people, particularly to people of faith. He begins by naming what may sound like rather mundane character traits, things like wisdom, knowledge, and faith. The context tells us that Paul is not simply talking about run-of-the-mill character traits. But what if we consider these first three qualities alongside the other gifts on Paul's list? Things like the performance of miracles, prophecy, the discernment of spirits, and the speaking and interpretation of spiritual languages, often called tongues. When we look at the list as a whole, we begin to understand that the gifts that Paul lists have a certain miraculous quality. Paul goes on to say that God gives each of us certain gifts as God chooses. A little later on in his letter, Paul will go on to explain that these gifts are given to build up the church. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, it's worth taking a moment to consider the larger context of Paul's letter. History tells us that Corinth was a large cosmopolitan city in southern Greece that attracted people of various cultures and faiths. Paul's letters to the Christians in that city tells us that the church was fractured by division and a very competitive nature. Much of what Paul wrote in his letters to the Corinthian Christians stand as a correction to those divisions. In this particular portion of his letter, Paul is underscoring that God equips people of faith with all kinds of gifts. These gifts are unique and they are used in different ways and in different circumstances. Despite their distinctiveness, each of these gifts are given by God used to nurture and grow the faith community, and no one gift is greater than the other. The diversity in gifts reminds us that, as people, we are each uniquely talented individuals. Just as people have different needs, others are given gifts to meet those different needs. That diversity is not about a question of one gift being greater than another. Rather, it reflects the idea that we are all equipped to respond to different situations with contextually appropriate expressions of God's compassion. So we begin to see that God equips a variety of people in a variety of ways to help meet the needs of the community. Think about that for a moment. Think of all the ways that you have been inspired or drawn closer to God. Every time that you've been moved by a piece of music, a book, or a work of art, there have been dozens of people involved. Take a painting, for example. It's obviously the work of someone's creative vision, but consider the people that produced and packaged the paints, the brushes, and all those who assembled the canvas. There were many hands involved in bringing that one experience into being. What is true for a piece of art is also true for a faith community. 
Whether we're talking about a church service or some other event in which the faith community seeks to engage the wider community at large, there are many moving pieces and the whole benefits from the contribution of many gifted individuals. The point here is that God equips and then partners with all kinds of people so that others can have an encounter with God. This text has a very practical application for our lives as individuals, but also for the lives of the faith community. Paul's letter to the Corinthians echoes a recurring theme found throughout Scripture. God equips people of faith to do the task to which God calls us. Someone once put it this way, God doesn't call the equipped, God equips those that God calls. Have you ever taken time to consider the ways in which God has gifted you personally? What natural gifts and talents do you have? Are you musically inclined? Are you good with numbers? Do you have a passion for social justice issues? Maybe you have an inquisitive mind with an appetite for studying theology. What are the kinds of things that you are curious about? What aspects of the faith excite your imagination and passion? The ability to answer some of these questions is the first step towards identifying how God has gifted you. If you're not sure, I'd encourage you to have an honest conversation with someone that you trust and who knows you well. If you're interested in exploring something new, why not give it a try and see how it fits? Take some time to explore the kinds of things that God might be calling you to do. Having established the ways that you have been gifted, continually seek out ways to put those gifts to use. Those very same gifts have been given to you for a reason. They were never meant to sit on the proverbial shelf and waste away. Share your gifts and your talents with those around you. Be alert to the needs of those around you and seek out ways to bring an experience of God's compassion into the lives of other people. As people of faith, we are each called to explore the ways in which God has both gifted and called us to serve those around us. But practicing this kind of discernment is not simply an individual exercise. It does not happen in a vacuum. As a community of faith, we as church are called to create an environment in which people can live out God's calling on their lives. Have we created a safe place for people to explore their gifts? As church, we have to ask ourselves whether we have created a safe place for people to explore their gifts. Do we actively encourage people to take on new roles and to try something new? Just as people develop best in a nurturing and caring home, so too does the church need to promote a culture in which people can live into the lives and into the gifts that we have each been given. Let's pray. Steadfast God, you have enriched and enlightened us by the revelation of your eternal Christ. You equip us through your spirit and rouse us from our slumber, calling us to discipleship and to mission. 
May we live out your calling, bringing your compassion into the lives of others. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen. Amen.